Hello everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Healthy Christian Project. You are not going to believe who I am joined with today. The most beautiful girl, we got Nicole, Donald Trump. (laughs) No, I got my wife here, Nicole is with me. Nicole, say hello to your faithful followers. To all my zero faithful followers. And to our <laughs> one listener, that's probably my dad, but that's okay. Thank you for joining us today. We have the topic that I've chosen for this podcast is what have I learned after spending about $16,000 into certifications, into continuing education, into books, in fitness, nutrition, and all that stuff. And I made a Facebook post about this a little bit earlier today, and they were very brief, um, little very brief lessons. I want to use this podcast episode to kind of expand on every lesson and then get your input on it. Sound good? So you're my commentary. (laughs) So $16,000, a ton of certifications, a ton of books and continuing education. The first lesson I learned through all of that would have to be that though the the fitness and nutrition theories and the knowledge is super complex, like you can go very, very complex into the details of every single thing, but the application is very simple. Mm-hmm. And that's a big thing we learned, especially through precision nutrition, that course, the application is so much more simple than the knowledge behind it. Your client does not need to know what what the mitochondria actually does. Your client do, needs to know what they should be eating. Yeah. So there's a little twist here. Just because it's simple doesn't mean it's easy. Because what they need to be eating, now there's so many factors that come into play because they might not be able to eat what they need to be, whether that's due to mo- like money, whether that's due to where they live, whether that's due to allergies. It could be literally anything. They could Sometimes they simply can't afford it. Sometimes they don't have access to it. So just because it's simple to apply to someone doesn't mean it's easy. And that's where it also becomes more complex. So there's kind of like this relationship. Exactly. <laughs> it, there's this relationship between complexity and simplicity when it comes to coaching, because on the one hand, it is super complex. People's lives are complex. Information is complex. There's so much, but on the other hand, it's so simple. It's, it's just so simple. That's very true. I think something that I noticed is that some clients will come in with the expectation that you're going to give them like this super, like, uh, insane, intense, complicated, like meal plan. You have to follow this very strict, you know, you're not allowed to eat over this many calories, all of this, but you know, that's, um, that's more if you want results right now, rather than like have more of a sustainable, you know, healthy, healthier lifestyle, healthier nutrition. And I think a lot of the time when they hear like, Oh, wait, it's not that complicated. It doesn't have to be that intense. It could be as simple as just, you know, maybe adding a salad to your fast food meal, you know, something as simple as that, where you don't, when you just hear it, you're like, why would I do that? Why would I add food to my diet? It doesn't make sense. But 
I mean, you could probably explain but, more I mean, as to why somebody does that. Yeah, like what you just touched upon, it's taking it away from what's that thing called? Um, the opposite of an abundance mindset. Scarcity. 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 You're taking <laughs> you're taking it away from scarcity mindset. Because think about it. A meal plan is telling you you can only eat mm. this. Don't eat that. Don't eat that. Don't eat that. You eat this and you stay with this. That's such a scarcity mindset. Yeah. And if you're in a scarcity mindset, you can't succeed. Because mm-hmm. you're it's just focus on what you can't do, what you can't have. When you shift it, I want you to add a salad to, to your meals. Now you're in an abundance mindset. That's yeah. where so much more potential for success comes from. Didn't we have a book in our kitchen that was like, what was that? I remember your mom did it. And well, you were not, what was it called? Herberman or something? I don't remember what it was called. Wait, uh, was, gonna, was it Bernstein? 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 I think that sounds familiar. Know, something like that, yeah. Oh, what was it about? Do you remember? Um, yeah, so there was like very, I remember everything. I was very young when my mom like was into this, but um, it's very restrictive. Like you weren't allowed to eat uh there's the book in the kitchen and I remember I took it out recently and I found it and I remember I was reading you the cover and it was something like I I found it ridiculous like I couldn't believe what it was saying like if you man I wish I had the book with me to read it but it was I just remember something very ridiculous like you couldn't eat anything apart from what they told you and if you did then you lose all your progress Yeah, yeah exactly it was like that really like all or nothing mentality like you were not allowed to deviate from this plan like no cheat days nothing and you because guess what you weren't getting enough nutri- nutrition nutrients from the meal plan itself you would have to go into their clinics so they would give you injections with the nutrition but you that see, you weren't receiving. This is what we're talking about when we're talking about complexity. People love to be sold complexity mm-hmm. because it, it makes you feel like, oh, this this is this something. Is the one. This, know, this is, is the this is gonna work. <laughs> yeah, because it's so complex, this has to work. Yeah. When in reality, the simpler it is, the better and the more likely you are to succeed. For sure. Like can you imagine for 50 years of your life, just constantly on a restrictive diet every single day, no cheat days. You're not allowed for birthdays for any occasion. You can't deviate from this very restrictive diet. And on top of that, you probably are not like actually getting enough nutrition. So you constantly have to go into a clinic to get injections. Is that actually sustainable? Like how long you could probably keep it up maybe for a couple like, of years. Don't get me wrong. It, it, it can works. work. It, da- oh, the, it works but very well. The reason it works <laughs> is because is, it's so it's, restrictive. It's such a simple concept. If you eat less than you burn, yeah, you lose weight. Exactly. This is just one way to do it. But the simple concept, they're taking it and making it so complex and people flock to it when there's so much more simple application that you can be doing like you said just eat a salad yeah like if you end up adding that salad to your meal every single day then because you're adding extra volume now you're getting a little bit more full than you normally are so you're going to end up eating less of everything else yeah that makes sense but when you tell a person that you know just for you know, for today, for this week, like whatever the goal is, depending also on where they are. Like, I just want you to add a salad. They're like, well, how can it be that simple? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, I don't know people. I think we really like to, we, we are, as you said, we flock towards complexity and we just like complicated ideas. Cause we think it's, it must be smarter. But if you think about it in science and 
generally the rule of thumb is the simpler something is, the more likely it's true. Like, you know, in the scientific method, one of the canons is parsimony, which is the simplest explanation is usually the one that's most likely true. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're even reading those scientific studies, most of the time, like all of it comes down to a very simple principle. Like I was reading one today and they took this super complicated study and you know what it was? It was actually, they took two groups of people, one group, it's not even that complicated, but one group took, uh, bought an energy drink for $2. Mm -hmm. The other group was told that energy drink, they're going to give them half off. It's going to be like 99 cents. Um, and then they took both groups and they asked them to like, uh, to do some mental tasks and to see which group felt smarter and more up to the tasks. Which group do you think actually felt smarter and more up to the tasks? The one that paid more, the one that paid less? More. Exactly. And the simple principle behind the study is for some reason, we believe that more expensive equals more value. It's because we try to justify it. We try to justify in our minds why we spent that amount. Mm -hmm. It's, yeah. So that's another, that's another, just, exactly. Just mm -hmm. showing how it's such a simple principle, even in the scientific studies. Mm -hmm. So if you're getting someone telling you that you can't do this, you can't do that, and giving you this complex diet, there's a better way. Yeah. It's probably a more simple way. Unless like there's a medical thing going on and your doctor's telling you, to do something or to hop yes. on a carnivore diet or something like that. It, that's something else. But for the rest of the population, you don't need to go so complicated. Yeah, that's, that's very true. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> number two. So number one, the theories can be complex, but application is simple. Number two, the more I learn, the more I realize I know nothing. And that's, that's something every professor that has done a PhD has told me. <laughs> yeah, it's actually crazy. You know, here's the thing. You start off in any industry, especially with personal training, you start off thinking like, wow, I know everything there possibly is. I should get certified and just start like helping other people with this. Getting certified, you realize, okay, there's a little bit more than I didn't know. And then the more you learn, the more you learn, the more you learn. You're like, I am so stupid. <laughs> like, I don't know anything. It, they're, they're writing whole books on, on the smallest, mm -hmm. smallest detail. I don't know anything. Yeah. That's why when it, like, you know, people that do their PhD, it's like you're spending so many years on one very specific thesis. Like, you know, from maybe you start with a research question and like you narrow it down, narrow it down till you get to that very small detail and you spend years on that small detail. So imagine how much information that you can go into so much depth, but like, yeah, you realize the when you spend that amount of time on one specific detail, you realize how much you don't know. Honestly. And yeah, the... Yeah, the more you learn, the less you know. <laughs> and like one of my certifications, the nutrition one, it was over like, I'm pretty sure about 1,500 pages worth of information just on basic nutrition. Wow. The basics. Not even, it didn't even go that in depth. Just the basics. Wow. This is stuff that like every coach should know. 1,500 pages worth of information. And the more we're learning about the basics, the more like, oh my gosh, we can go so much more in depth with this. And again, back to the first principle, it's also so simple, mm -hmm. right? 
Yeah. All right, it's number three. This is an interesting one. Let's take a, a faith perspective here. When I'm learning about the body and how amazing it is and how intricately, intricately everything works together, I'm able to see God more. Mm-hmm. And through like you you see God's wisdom and his planning and how he creates something that works together so good when I learn about the body. For example, when you're looking at a car, all the parts of that car work together to get the car moving to, for your convenience to to you know, you're going from point A to point B. You have the pistons, you have the brakes, you have the engine, you have the exhaust system. Everything's working together, correct? Yeah. The same thing in the body. We have so like what is it, 11, 12, 13 maybe systems all working together meticulously. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. And the more I learn about that, the more I'm like, wow, God is amazing. Yeah. No one else could de- de- design this. Evolution doesn't just design perfection. Yeah, that's very true. I think I told you this morning that I think that if we evolved from nothing to something, um, yeah, true, I should speak into the mic, um, we would probably look a bit uglier than we yeah. <laughs> do right now because I think beauty is very hard to uh, I don't know. Accidentally come yeah, exactly. by. Accidentally. You don't accidentally become beautiful. Yeah, like so. if if we are just products, random products of evolution, how can people be beautiful? Yeah. How can organisms be beautiful and work so well together? I think we'd also be a bit more sturdy. <laughs> like I think we'd be able to like withstand more like uh I don't know, you know, like there's that I've seen this on Instagram before where there's like a picture of like some kind of bacteria. I don't know. They call it like some kind of animal. They're like, this can survive like anything, you know, all sort of situations. I'm like, you know what? I feel like humans should have evolved into something like that. (laughs) If it's natural selection right from the start. But um, yeah, this is not about evolution, (laughs) but um, yeah, I really agree that you can see God's signature in each person. That's true. You can see how we've also been made in his image because when you use the analogy of a car, you know, the way that we create systems where we try to make it function, you know, all together to work so intricately, we are able to do that because God's able to do that. God. That's how God made us. Exactly. That's how God made us. So we have that same desire to create things, to make things. And, um, I don't know about you, but I haven't seen other animals do that. So yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen any cars built by any other animals lately. But... I'm sure they have like communities and stuff. Well, no, 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 but of... I'm talking about like, well, yeah, communities is something else. That's like, yeah, systems that are very naturally formed. But I'm talking about like creating, building things like, you know. Do beavers count? Oh, that's a good point. Maybe, oh, they're all I mean, it's, it's a very simple structure. It's <laughs> yeah. just wood on water. Yeah, but I'm Doesn't, thinking about like a system. Yeah. Where, like many systems, you know, interacting with you each know, other. You know, according to science, they're our closest relative. Oh, yeah. I'm joking. Like I'm joking. They're not. That's not true. 99.9% like related to That's us. probably true. Anyways. <laughs> okay, um, yeah. Discard the last like <laughs> 30 seconds. So number four. This is something that I've already learned, but is kind of it got reinforced today, and that's why I want to state it. The difference between extrinsic and intrinsic motivation. 
So most of us will start doing something because of some extrinsic factor, some extrinsic motivation. For example, I want to lose 20 pounds um, so I can look better, okay? But then we will continue it because of some intrinsic motivation. For example, you actually enjoy the process. And so setting goals can often be arbitrary or even meaningless because once you reach those goals, then what? Those goals are not what's going to satisfy you. You have to find your satisfaction in God, first of all, and second, in enjoying the process. Because if you're working after that goal and you're not enjoying it, you're going to hate what you're doing. And once you get there, you're going to give it all up because you're like, I, I, I made it, right? Yeah, I, I feel like I could see this going one of two ways because, well, I'm thinking about maybe one way. This is the way that I took it a few years ago, back in 2020. Um, my best friend and I decided that when lo lockdown happened, we would FaceTime each other every single day. And uh, like there was this YouTuber where she was like doing workouts and we'd like do her, we follow along her workouts. And we did it every single day for I think a month, a month and a half. And I got the results that I wanted. I would like, you know, I, I got more toned. I was really happy with it. And then like once I got there, I just, I gave up as you said, mm -hmm. because like, you know, I'm like, oh, I really hate the workouts. Like, I really don't enjoy it. You know, I got my result. Just fingers crossed it stays. <laughs> fingers crossed I stay toned forever and I don't have to work out again. But but... You see people on two different sides of the spectrum. That's one side where they keep working, working, working. They get there and then they're like, because they didn't enjoy the process. They didn't learn to enjoy everything mm -hmm. and intrinsically become motivated. They give up. Exactly. That was what happened with me. I think the other way it could go, and correct me if I'm wrong, is I think that maybe a person reaches their goal and now they have the next goal and it's bigger. And then, so they won't stop working until they get there. But then they're ne they never get satisfied. And I feel like it could lead to some unhealthy, like, habits. It can, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. But then there's another side to it. Okay, so there's three sides. Oh, what is this? A triangle <laughs> of some sort. The side I'm thinking of, and this in a way, is much more rewarding. Say you have that goal of losing 20 pounds, 40 pounds, 60 pounds, whatever that goal is. And that's what initially gets you started on the process, right? But though you may not lose that 50 pounds throughout the 12 weeks, the six months, whatever it is, you learn to love the process, and love exercising and you fall in love with that process. You realize that when you exercise, you feel so much stronger. When you eat right, you feel so much healthier. That's you true. beginning to enjoy and find satisfaction in that process, even if you don't lose the 50, 60 pounds immediately and it takes longer, you're actually going to get there and keep those results and enjoy your time doing it rather than the person who's just seeking the results. In other words, journey versus destination. Exactly. I 100% agree with that. So I guess two sides to the extrinsic, one side to the intrinsic, maybe that's <laughs> more clarity, but I 100% agree with you because um, I feel like even my goals have changed rather than, you know, just going to the gym to, you know, look better. Because I find that with those goals, I tend to give up. Of course, <laughs> you know? everyone but does. When, it, when the goal is something much I don't know, more like I want to just 
I want to be more active so I can feel healthy. And like, I can feel it when I'm not eating healthy, when I'm, you know, when we order more fast food or we're ordering more food because maybe we're busy or, you know, whatever's going on. Um, I like feel heavier. Like I don't feel as good. I'm and, nauseous, yeah, lethargic, nauseous, exactly, everything. Lethargic, and like, I can't focus on my work. And even like when I don't go to the gym, maybe for a few weeks, like I, I can. We, when does that happen? You, you remember, you remember. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> Anyways, so like I can definitely feel a difference and it doesn't just affect, you know, maybe like how I'm feeling in the sense of like my activity levels, but like even in school, like with my schoolwork, I don't feel like I can focus as much. I have less motivation to just do things in general. So obviously there's a lot of health benefits, but I also find myself wanting to go back to the gym. Like, you know, I want to go on get an exercise in because you know what I feel like I haven't in a while and my body kind of craves it you know I kind of enjoy the process a bit more Mm -hmm. than when I'm just doing exercises and this is a really big one for me because I never knew that you could actually enjoy going to the gym (laughs) I thought you just had to do like these exercises that you have to do uh just because and here's a big fat misconception that I thought I thought that if I wanted to be toned like if I wanted abs I need to only work out core. If I, you know, if I wanted to like burn any fat over there, just core workouts and I'd ignore everything else or like just cardio. And so finding out that, okay, so it's, that's not how it works. First of all, mm-hmm. um, second of all, in each sort of like, you know, muscle group day, like leg day or chest day, back day, whatever it is. Um, I choose the work, the exercises that I, I enjoy the most and I do that and I'm allowed to do that. That was yeah. revolutionary. It, it <laughs> really is. Let the people know you're allowed to enjoy your workout. It doesn't have to be that hard. It doesn't have to be complicated. That's funny. <laughs> Last one. Um, Cause we only got a few minutes here. Last lesson after $16,000 and first I'm hearing this. No, I'm yeah. <laughs> um, you have one body. So take good care of it. And if you take good care of your body, your your body will take good care of you. If you neglect it, I'm sure you can guess the rest. I think that it goes back to partially what I was saying about how I feel exactly. or how any of us feel. And it's very, very true. Um, I mean, it's very obvious the consequences of not taking care of your body, not taking care of your nutrition your health, your mental energy, health, yeah, mental health, like as a, as a, as a future therapist, <laughs> it's like, even as you grow older, things will become much harder, the faster exactly. <laughs> to do. And so like, even just thinking long-term, you know, for our future kids to be able, you know, to play with them, not to find difficulty in that. So that we're able, you know, mm-hmm. especially like, I don't know, kids are, they're very active. So you, you have to be able to be exactly. active with them. And then in the future, even with grandkids, like, and I'm thinking very far ahead in the future, <laughs> but I'm not talking about our, our, us right now, but I'm talking those about people, people who are exactly on the road to grandkids. Exactly. So like, for example, our parents, yeah, I mean, give them a few years, but yeah, <laughs> yeah give them a few years. But <laughs> what this is, this is touching on that topic of you only have one body, take good care of it. No, you can't say it's too late. Oh, yeah. You can't say I'm too old. You can't say anything. You know what? Recently, my dad, who's 60 years old, started exercising. Basically. 
59 and he's 60 <laughs> in one month. He started exercising and he's never exercised before since he was maybe like 15. He used to do push ups. Since then, he hasn't done any exercising. He's only been working out for a month. In that month, he has felt so much stronger. He's told me he's felt younger. He's told me that random stuff, like he used thread the needle the other day to grab his <laughs> slipper from under the bed, where before he was hardly flexible enough to bend over. Or he's working out in the backyard and not feeling like he's exhausted and going to faint. And he's 60. Yeah, that's really amazing. And that just shows like if a 30-year-old tells you they're too old to exercise, don't, oh believe, don't believe yeah. yourself if you're telling yourself that. Don't believe anyone that tells you that because that is not true. You are never too old. I've seen videos of you know seniors in like their 70s 80s starting to exercise and they are getting like they get so much stronger mm -hmm. and why wouldn't you want to do that we think that oh it's going to be difficult like oh i'm going to hate it yeah you know maybe it is going to be difficult it might be challenging but it's worth it it's rewarding it's, it's very rewarding and when you actually find you know the right environment like the right exercises that you enjoy when and a, i think a big problem is that a People don't have direction. That's they true. Don't know what to do That's true. That's there's a quote, and I use this quote all the time, all the time. Ninety percent of people who walk into the gym have no idea what they're doing, and ninety percent of people who walk into the gym never reach their goals. Yes, that's very no true. direction. I mean, like if it weren't for you, I can guarantee you I would not be going to the gym. I would not be taking care of my physical health because I like as much as I want to, and I've wanted to like in the past, you know, in high school and university, like I always wanted to be able to like go to the gym, know what I'm doing, but I just, I always felt very lost and I had no clue. So I'm like, I don't even know where to start. You know, even if I search something up, I get like this random like ab challenge that's telling me start with one crunch the first day, do two, two crunches, crunches the, the second day. day. <laughs> so it was like getting me nowhere, nothing that I felt like could actually help me change my lifestyle. Like it's not just. But not to harp on ab challenges. If that's where you can oh, start, yeah. that's a good place to start. If it works for you, that's amazing. If you enjoy funny. it. <laughs> but yeah. anyways. Five lessons in who knows how long this was about 30 minutes, five <laughs> lessons, nutrition and fitness can be so complex, but application is simple. The more you learn, the more you realize, you know, nothing, um, learning about the body and how complex it is also helps you see God in, in your body, in how he created you. Um, setting goals can often be meaningless. You want to focus on intrinsic motivation versus extrinsic. And finally, you have one body. Take care of it. Did I miss anything here? No, but honestly, you could probably do a podcast on each one of these points. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> but anyways, that is our episode. Thank you for joining us. If you listen all the way out here, you are a faithful listener. You're probably George Samahan. So yes, if you're George you Samaha, thanks for coming out today. <laughs> Give us a smile. And for the rest of you who aren't George Samaha, you're amazing. We'll catch you next time. New episodes coming out very soon with some awesome guest speakers. Farewell. Bye.